You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 93 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and today we have another how to grow a particular vegetable episode, and that is how to grow carrots. So some people find carrots really easy to grow. Some people find carrots really kind of difficult to grow. It really depends on the kind of soil you have, honestly, and that's going to be the biggest factor. But we're going to get into specifically kind of the best way to plant your carrots to help them kind of germinate right and get off to a good start. We're going to talk about what they need while they're growing. And then at the very end, we are going to talk about what you can do with all your carrot tops because you should definitely be making use of those and you're going to be growing a lot of them if you're growing carrots. You're just going to end up with a lot of carrot tops and we don't want those to go to waste, right? Those are edible. Those are food. So let's use them. So that's what we're talking about today. But first, a word from our sponsor. So it's really funny because I am... Mm, I would call myself a perfectionist. I've gotten better about it through the years. You know, there's certain things that I know just are not worth the agonizing over. And I've definitely learned <laughs> that gardening is one of those things. Mr. B has yet to be disabused of the notion that p things should be grown in perfect rows. He just, yeah, he hasn't done enough planting and, and seeing things sort of somehow mysteriously end up wonky in the garden bed or falling over and invading the space of another plant. He just hasn't spent enough time outside doing doing these things, or at least not as much as I have. But carrots are one of those things that I still am pretty militant about. I want them to be in their nice, neat rows. And so I have kind of spent the past few years trying to develop sort of foolproof process for getting them to fall in line, literally. So when I when I describe, you know, how I plant carrots here coming up, it's going to be very much how to get them to grow in nice straight rows, but also I'm going to be talking about how to get them, you know, to sprout faster, how to get them to grow bigger. You don't have to grow carrots this way, obviously. Maybe you don't have a very large patch for them or you're kind of just sowing them in places where you have room because they, since they grow nice and straight up and down in the soil, you can, they're nice to kind of plug in here and there wherever you have a little hole in the garden. That's great. But if you are wanting to grow a patch of carrots in a nice, neat, you know, orderly row or rows, you'll want to listen closely. So the first thing you want to do when you're planting carrots, if you want them to grow in nice, neat rows, is to map it out. Make a shallow furrow or multiple furrows. So I think I've said it in a, in a podcast episode before, a furrow is just kind of like a shallow little 
ditch. And I like to use just a regular number two pencil for this. You can totally use your finger. Don't get me wrong. But for whatever reason, I, I like to use a pencil as a gardening tool pretty often. And the nice thing about making your furrow a little bit deeper is that it just makes it more difficult for your carrot seeds to wander. And if that sounds insane, then you have never grown carrots before. Or, you know, because like those carrot seeds, I don't know how, but they, they just seem to migrate. They're so small that, you know, they seem to end up outside of, of where you know you planted them. So by making kind of a little deeper furrow, and a pencil does help you do this a little bit, it kind of helps you get the seed down in there. And even if the soil gets really wet and the and rain kind of washes the furrows out a little bit, it's a lot less likely to end up a few inches over from where you planted it. So that's one of the biggest tricks, I would say, is to make your shallow furrows in the soil and then that way you just kind of have a set little row to kind of plant them in. Step two is going to be to like wet down your soil. I, I wouldn't hose it down you know if you're going to do that I would advise wetting it first and then do your furrows because if you wet it down too much those furrows are just going to disappear. The soil is gonna like wash into them so I would say water it down or like mist it. I really like, and I'll talk about this in a little bit, but I have um, a multifunction gardening sprayer that has a mist function. And I use that to mist that soil that I have sort of dug those furrows into. So again, the benefit of this is that carrot seeds are super tiny. And if you try to water the soil after you have planted the carrot seed and put it down, the carrot seeds are just going to wash all over the place. So it's really handy to just go ahead and water the soil down, moisten the soil first. Step three, fun part, sprinkle the seeds in. So again, for the third time this episode, carrot seeds are tiny. You can try to place one of them every inch, but it's going to take you forever. So usually what I do is I just take like a pinch between my thumb and forefinger and just sprinkle them like you would sprinkle salt or pepper or something like that along each furrow. It's going to go much faster. And don't worry if they end up a bunch of seeds close together because you're going to deal with that later. And also not all of them are going to sprout. So it's okay to kind of have a little extra insurance by kind of sprinkling them fairly close together. Step four, and this is more important than you might think, is pat the seeds in. So one of the most surprising things for new gardeners, people who have never grown carrots before, is that carrot seeds should not be buried. In fact, they're so tiny that if you bury them, they're actually going to have a harder time emerging. They're not going to germinate as well. But like any seed, they do need good contact with the soil to germinate reliably. So what I do, since I've already moistened my soil and I sprinkled the carrot seeds in there, is I use a fingertip, usually my middle finger, and I just very lightly press or pat the seeds into the bottom of the furrow so that they're embedded in the dirt. They're making nice contact with the dirt, but they're not buried. That's the key. So just use your fingertip to pat the seeds in 
once you've sprinkled them into the furrow. And then cover the furrow with straw. So since we are not burying the seed, if you were to leave that little area uncovered, it would dry out really, really fast. But you need to keep the soil consistently damp while waiting for seeds to germinate, which is annoying because carrots can take about two weeks to sprout. They are very, very slow to sprout. So by placing that straw over the furrows, it just keeps the soil from drying out as quickly. It's just a really nice lightweight mulch. It's going to keep the soil shaded from the sun and keep it drying out from drying out too fast. I do not press the straw down into the furrows, just lay it gently over the top. You don't need a very thick layer. In fact, it's fine if you can see the soil underneath it in, in a lot of different places. Because if you layer the straw on too thickly, anytime you go back to moisten the soil, you're gonna really have a hard time moistening the soil without moving the straw. The straw is just going to suck up all the moisture and the soil underneath it won't end up getting moistened. So that said, I also water down the straw once I kind of am finished planting everything initially just to help keep the area underneath nice and moist as long as possible. And if you have a problem with the word moist, by the way, I'm really sorry because I feel like I've said it like a dozen times already this episode. Step six. Cover the planting area with chicken wire or a floating row cover. So animals like to dig, and they really like to dig in freshly disturbed, moist soil, especially squirrels. Maybe it's because it's easier to dig in moist soil. That's my guess anyway. So your newly sown carrot patch will be like a magnet for critters like squirrels. To keep squirrels from digging and displacing all your carefully sown seeds, cover the planting area with something that will discourage them. I use chicken wire the most just because floating row covers can be kind of expensive unless you make them yourself. I have multiple rolls of chicken wire and I cut them at different lengths and I just lay them out over my beds and I weigh them down on on all sides with bricks that you know we kind of just have laying around the house. This keeps the squirrels from digging too terribly effectively in the dirt. It also keeps birds or anything else from kind of like coming in and trying to snatch up all your seeds. It also keeps the straw mulch on top from flying away. So it's really, really handy. Number seven, mist your carrot seeds every day or every day it does not rain. So this goes back to when I was talking about that multifunction garden sprayer. I don't feel like there are a lot of must-have tools for gardeners, you know, beyond the standard shovel, spade, that kind of thing. But one of the things that I feel like is a must-have is a multifunction watering wand. And for carrots, a mist function is critical. It allows you to moisten the soil without disturbing the seeds. Again, if you layered on too much straw, you know, the straw is going to soak up all of that moisture. So you'll want to move the straw out of the way if you laid it on too thick, just so that the soil will get the moisture instead of the straw. But if you if you kept the, the straw pretty thin, then you can go ahead and just leave it there and, and the water will go ahead and trickle down to the soil. Go ahead and, you know, keep that mist function on there until you can see the water sort of pooling up in the soil itself. Step number eight, be patient. Like I said, carrot seeds actually take a while to germinate. They can take up to two weeks 
14 days to sprout, which in comparison to a lot of other things we grow out in the garden is pretty crazy long time. But hopefully by day 10, you're seeing a few little green cotyledons, otherwise known as seed leaves, pop up. By day 14, several more should have sprouted. And you might still see some stragglers popping up after that. Just kind of keep misting, keep watering, make sure that the soil is moist. If you get to day 21 and you're not seeing anything, you either need to sow again because the weather just for whatever reason wasn't on your side or things got dried out or you need new seed. I have gotten a bum packet of carrot seed before. I mean, it, it, it does happen where for whatever reason, the carrot seed you got, whatever seed, it just does not germinate well at all. Luckily, you know, if this is the case, if, if you've waited two, three weeks and nothing has sprouted, carrots can actually be grown pretty much throughout the growing season. They can, you know, be sown staggered so that you're harvesting them at different times in the, in the growing season. So the lost time here, honestly, is not too big of a deal. So sow them again, go out and buy a new packet of seeds, what have you, if you're not seeing anything at all by day 21. Once the carrots seeds have sprouted and the plants themselves get about two to three inches tall, you're going to need to thin them out. So that's step number nine in growing carrots is make sure you thin them out and do not thin them out by pulling them out of the soil because chances are, you know, a lot of those seeds ended up kind of close together. And if you pull them out of the soil, you might disturb the neighbor seedling that you really wanted to keep in place. So go in with a pair of scissors and snip off the smaller or weaker plants instead of pulling them out. I know that this part is never fun. I talked about it when it comes to the mistake that people make when starting their seedlings. They don't thin out their seedlings when they start from seed indoors. It's the same case if you have to thin out your seedlings when you start from seed outdoors as well. If you don't thin them out, you'll end up with a bunch of tiny skinny carrots instead of several nice big fat carrots. They need room to grow. They need room for that that root to kind of expand and spread out. And you can put those carrot thinnings to use. The tops taste very similar to parsley since parsley and carrots belong to the same family. You can put them in salads or use as a garnish. Lots of different ways to use them. So don't be too bummed. You're still going to be able to put them to use. Finally, at least in this process of growing carrots, before I get to some carrot growing FAQs and some ideas or things to use carrot tops for. Step 10, harvesting. So spring carrots are planted in late March or early April for most of us. So that's usually when I sow mine is, is early April, early mid-April. And they're usually ready to start harvesting sometime in July for me. But not all carrots grow at the same rate. And anyway, you probably don't need like a dozen carrots all at once unless you're like pickling them or something like that. So how do you know which ones are ready for pulling? Don't go by the size of the carrot tops. If you do that, you're going to be very sorely disappointed. Do a little exploring. Using your fingers, gently brush away the soil around the base of the carrot stems. So the top of the carrot itself, the orange, you know, the root vegetable that grows underground, 
I know it gets confusing when I talk about carrot tops and then the tops of carrots. I'm sorry. But the tops, of the top of the carrot itself should be fairly close to soil level. And by gently brushing away the soil with your fingertips, you should be able to see kind of how big they are at the top. Pull only the biggest ones and leave the others to fatten up. If you want to dig down even a little bit deeper to kind of check, because sometimes the tops can be a lot bigger than the rest of the carrot down below, it's okay. You can kind of sweep aside the soil a little bit deeper just on one side and see whether that carrot is kind of thickened up all the way down. That's totally fine as well. What you don't want to do is, you know, pull it up and then try to stick it back in the ground. That's that's not going to work out in your favor. And also, you can't leave your carrots in the ground forever hoping that they'll just like keep getting fatter and fatter. Eventually, you'll start to see little holes like chewed into I would say the top inch or so of the carrot. And it'll start to go brown, and that's because pests have started to get to your carrots. So you've got carrot flies are a big thing that lay their larvae in the dirt, and they kind of tunnel through the carrots, and they eat into the carrots. So the longer that you leave your carrots in the soil without harvesting them the more likely that is to to happen. So if you do start to see that, you know what, I would say go ahead and pull all but the teeniest, tiniest carrots out and just call it harvest time. Now, lots of FAQs when it comes to growing carrots. First of all, what kind of soil do carrots need? They need loose, friable soil. If you have heavy clay soil, like I do, Carrots are going to be best grown in a raised bed, which is what I do, or you can actually grow carrots in pots. I mean, it's a pot is basically just like a smaller version of a raised bed, right? If raised beds or pots isn't an option, mix in lots and lots and lots of compost into your clay soil and some sand to loosen the soil up. If you have really sandy soil, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. I would just mix in lots of compost to help with water and nutrient retention because both water and nutrients kind of get seep out of sandy soil a lot easier than other kinds of soil. Another option is to grow a different kind of carrot. So if you have heavy clay soil, get carrots that don't like to grow long and skinny. Like I have them linked in the FAQs for the sister post for this episode. They have these cute little round French carrots that they grow kind of like globe shaped instead of long and skinny and they're adorable. And they those are gonna do much, much better in clay soil. Another question that I get a lot is why are my carrots forking? So forking happens when instead of the carrot growing down in one long root vegetable, it forks into two, sometimes three. I've even seen four roots. So that happens when the carrot encounters some sort of obstruction during its development or a barrier. It could have been a small rock or a clay deposit or even a pest like a nematode started nibbling on the rooting area 
which encouraged the carrot to branch out into another rooting area. So again, the best thing you're going to be able to do to avoid forking is to just make sure that that soil is really loose and friable, free of rocks and clay deposits, and then obviously pest free. I would say carrots need at least six to eight inches of good soil without hard clay, rocks, or other obstructions in order to get nice and long. If you want to test that, you can take your index finger and stick it down into the soil where you're planning to plant. If your finger meets resistance after just like a few inches, so will your carrots. So make sure that, you know, you're doing maybe just a little extra work when it comes to preparing your carrot bed. Earlier when I was talking about carrot seed and problems with carrot seed, I discovered this actually personal experience. I really thought that carrot seed lasted just as long as a lot of other things in my seed box, you know, I assumed would be good for three to five years. Carrot seeds are viable for about three years, even under really good proper storage conditions. I have an Instagram post from last year that shows the germination rate between new carrot seed and three-year-old carrot seed. And man, it is like night and day. So if you find that your carrot seed that's been hanging around in your seed box for a while isn't doing that great, that might be why. If it's two years old, three years old, it's probably time to get some new seed. Finally, ideas for what to do with carrot tops. So you guys, carrot tops are incredibly nutritious. They're so, so good for you. They have a ton of nutrients, vitamins, minerals. So you should be eating them. And really, if you harvest carrots, oh man, like you'll end up with a ton of carrot greens. So when you bring your carrots in, definitely the first thing you want to do is chop those carrot tops off, those those green carrot tops. You need to take those tops off immediately because if you don't, the tops are going to continue to pull moisture and nutrients from the root vegetable from the carrot itself to try and feed the greens. And since the carrot is no longer planted in the soil, it has nothing to kind of take up from that. So eventually the carrot itself will grow shriveled and dry and kind of gross and the carrot tops will be doing great. So you don't want that to happen, right, if you're planning on eating the carrots. So first things first, when you bring them inside, go ahead and chop off those carrot tops. But then use those carrot tops. The number one thing that I recommend people do with it is make pesto. Like I said, carrots are related to parsley. Their tops taste very similar. Add some garlic, oil, cheese, and pine nuts and whiz it up into a pesto spread. I have my basil pesto recipe linked in the FAQs for the sister post in the sister post. Just swap out basil for carrot tops. Carrot tops go really well in chimichurri sauce. I have that recipe linked too in the FAQ at the bottom of the post. You can use them as a garnish or seasoning anywhere you would use parsley. I freeze my carrot tops for use in making chicken stock. I, Like I've said in a previous episode, I make my own chicken stock. So I use it in that. I chop them up and use them in salads. I throw them into my pork dumpling filling. 
honestly, you've got tons of options for what to do with carrot tops. Just keep them in a glass of water on the countertop or in the fridge, just like you would with parsley. Like if you have too much parsley, you brought it at the store, just keep it in a glass of water until you're ready to use it and change out the water every two to three days to keep things from getting scummy. And they should last you like, I would say a good week, right? You know, from bringing them in from the garden. But I would definitely encourage you guys to eat those carrot tops, use those carrot tops. They're so nutritious and there's a lot of things you can do with them. There's really nothing you can't do with them. I wouldn't put them into dessert, but like you could probably put them in just about anything else. Even pasta dishes. I mean, seriously, it's a green. Just treat it like an herby green. You'll do great. So that is it. That is how I grow my carrots, how I plant my carrots, what kind of soil, what to do with carrot tops. In the next episode, we're going to start talking pests because it is almost May and May is when the pests start showing up. And for a lot of us, this won't be a problem yet, but I'm talking to you about it early so that you can keep your eyes peeled. That pest is the squash vine borer. I know squash vine borers are not a thing for everybody, but here in the Midwest, where I live, they are bad. And, ugh, they seem to strike when your plant is, like, up and going and getting huge, and you're like, yeah, this is going to put out a whole bunch of squash. Uh, And then your plant starts to die, and you're just like, why? What happened? It's usually because of a squash vine borer. So I'm going to be talking about the warning signs to look for and how to fix them, get rid of them, deal with the situation, and even save your plant, even if they have attacked your plant. It is possible. I have done it. So that is what we're going to be talking about in the next episode. But until then, thank you so very much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys then. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.